I don't care how much information buyers get, 50%, 70%, I don't care, they can get 98% of it. They still need help. If you're helpful, and if you're a jackass, they don't need you at all. Yeah. That's the big miss, right? Like they, they don't need, okay, so hold on. So, ah, uh, you know, let, let me share this webinar that's already been shared 31 times that you watched, but you didn't really, cause it was stupid. And all it did was talk about us. And, oh, hold on, is my mic on? Hey, hold on, <laughs> can you see my slides? Shut up, like shut up. Yeah, it's fun. So, because I want to be part of a team again, that's the thing that I miss the most. I totally, I totally relate to that. Having you know hung up my own, I hung up my own shingle to go join Jeb. Yeah, it was kind of a bizarre, not bizarre, but a lot of people were like, "Oh, you gonna be able to do that?" I gotta tell you, I mean, there are things about being an entrepreneur that I'm like, "Oh, I love to be my own boss," but the positives they definitely outweigh that because. Yep. kind of a nice thing and not being the boss. Yes. I don't have to find the worm, bait the hook, find the fish, catch the fish, skin the fish, cook the fish, clean up after the fish, and then ask the fish, hey, are there any more fish like you? <laughs> the hell with that? Well, I'm I do still you. have to do all of that. <laughs> well, oh, boy. Well, then, you may, then you're just crazy. Then. So, but, yeah. but, but I don't have to worry about making sure the fish get paid. And well, yeah, yeah, the fish signed the paperwork yeah. and uh-huh. and I can ask for way more money for the fish I have. There you go. That co- cool. I feel you. You know, it's the difference between um, a saltwater tank and a freshwater tank. We can do this whole go fish analogy. <laughs> That's it. Um, and We're now up to something fishy. <laughs> now I can say, welcome to women. Your mother warned you about Phil. Oh, shit. Hi. I don't know. You know, our producer's so cool. He will find ways to edit that because there's something in there and I'm just going to go like, go with that. Yeah. Well, he said he was thinking about joining us. So, you know, he's from Wisconsin. We got so much in common. You know, I spent 20 minutes yesterday talking. It was funny. I I had no idea he was from Wisconsin. I didn't either. I had no idea either. I just heard the Midwest. I just heard the Midwest come out of your voice when you said Wisconsin. How you doing, Gina? Let's talk about sales. (laughs) I like sales. They're real good for you and good for me, too. Yeah. How (laughs) about some casserole? My gosh. Where in Wisconsin are you from? I am from almost in the Upper Peninsula originally. So almost in the UP. Say yeah to the UP, eh? Yeah. And then... uh, and then I spent 20 years in Milwaukee, so. Okay. Milwaukee, closer yeah. to my hometown of Chi-Town. Right. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Well, yeah, I, you I know what? We've known each other a while, and I've been on your show, yeah. and I'm happy to have you on um, on this show. <laughs> um, I don't know if I know how to say your last name. Gerbashak. Can I just call you Phil G? Phil G it is. Or Phil Gerb. Yeah, Phil Gerb. Phil, Phil Gerb. Gerby. Whatever works. Yeah. Phil Gerb. Ow, Welcome, Phil Gerb. To the women your mother warned you about. Uh, excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. And this show is sponsored by Sales Gravy and Jeb Blunt. Yeah. Woo! Gotta give some. Gotta give some shoutouts. So it sounds like you've got some exciting news that you have uh, joined a new establishment. Yeah, I partnered up with uh, Bamboo HR to be a senior sales enablement program manager, which means I'm one of six brilliant folks that. Uh, do the onboarding or we've got a program for experienced reps and a leadership program that we're building out, which is super cool. And uh, yeah, great people. My goodness. 
they actually live their culture. It's incredible, right? Like a lot of people put stuff on the wall and they're like, hey, that's a nice poster. But we don't really believe that, do we? I and love, we actually live that. Yeah. I love a company that lives its culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're so the sad part is right, they're so freaking rare now. That because it's so yeah, it's like, well, you know, well, we do that, except you know, you gotta make your number next week. Cause if you don't, we're gonna say you do whatever you can to pull that deal into this quarter, including if it means lying to your customer or your prospects, right? Because they don't care. We just need to meet our numbers. Mm. Yeah, that's BS. I I, yeah, I am not I like that. playing that game. No, no, no. Not playing like that, that game at what's all. What's the what's the number one core value of bamboo? Do you know? Uh, so uh, so I would, you know, uh, there isn't a number one. We have seven. Yeah. They spell the word gambled. Uh, I but love I it. Would, yeah, right. So, which is fun. Um, but I think, you know, do the right thing is super important, right? Yeah. Always do the right thing. I, I really like that one a whole lot. So yeah, that's the one that I'm probably the most excited about. And interestingly enough, we actually have a podcast with our HR, uh, Brad Trencher, that goes through all of our core values, which I think is crazy, right? I mean, that's that's insane. Insane. Rencher, not Trencher. Why did I say that? Yeah, do the right thing. Lead from where you are. Be open and assume the best. Make it count quality of life and then grow from good to great, which, you know, of course, right. I'm all about growth. That's why I'm on the show, right? I, I love to share, but I love to grow too. So I'm going to learn from you too today, Gina. Oh, I hope I teach you something. You will. You always do. <laughs> hey, but, but I agree with you on that. I, one of the things I love about being a trainer and a coach is what my clients teach me. Oh yeah. All day. And, and that's actually helped me create something in my newsletter, which is an interesting story. And you know, I don't. You, I know you haven't been on the show, but you know me well enough to know that I just improvised the show based on just starting a conversation, and we heighten it. Yeah, for sure, right? So, um, just so you know, there's never any specific questions. And I actually had, I do have some specific questions for you. Maybe we'll get to them. Maybe we won't. But um, in my email, I just recently updated it and put a section in it. And this is the email that I sent out once a week, just for um, nurturing contacts, right? So, yep. I had someone reach out to me a month or so ago who said, Hey, I'm on your email list. I've been wanting, I want to talk to you. I'm not really sure what you do. I think you sales coach, but I'm not sure. And I think I need a sales coach. And so we get on the phone and, and this is what I found interesting, right? You have to be coachable and open because I had to sit back and go, why is it that he does not know that I sales coach? And I realized, because I wasn't telling anybody that in my email. I was like, how yeah. did I miss that fine point? Well, I think we think everybody knows, right? I mean, Gina, we, we, to yeah. your point, right? We've, not, we've known each other. We're friends, right? We hang out. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's certainly stuff you don't know about me that you probably think I've told Phil that a hundred times. When in reality, you probably never told me any times. And that's a good reminder for why it's yeah. important to repeat, repeat, repeat. Right. Right. And, and we make these, we, we also, I think we also, to some extent in our positions, make the assumption that, you know, you have a lot of followers on, on social media. I have a lot of followers on social media, and, but we, I think sometimes I make the assumption that they follow me and they know. Sure. Yeah. Well, they, they know content. I would say seldom do people, they, they, they get to know us. They might've once clicked on our bio to hit follow, but beyond that, yeah. they're not, they don't know what we do. I mean, come on now. Right. Cause it's, 
we're, we're not those salespeople, right? That every other post is, by the way, did I mention I'm sales coaching this week? Hey, hire me. I'm a sales yeah. coach. Yeah. You know, my it, clients always get 31 flavors of results in my sales coaching. It's like, no, shut up. Like, no, I want to give you yeah. value. You hit it on the head. So here's an, here's an interesting observation then. So you've got those people who are annoying as hell. And yeah. then you've, I think you've got some people like us that go to such a, the opposite extent of, I don't want to come off a sales seat, so I'm going to give you as much content as possible, but then I forget the call to action. Oops. Yeah, well, add a section, right? Add a section uh, purposely in your newsletter then that talks about what the heck you do, right? So, hey, you know, you're reading this and you probably love it. And if you're thinking, hey, how can I work with Gina? You know what? Sales coaching might be in your future. Sign up for a 15-minute exploratory call, and maybe, just maybe, you and Gina are a fit. And if not, hey, that's cool. We hung out and had a coffee. Yeah, exactly. So um, I need to add that CTA of like a call, you know, schedule an appointment with me. But what I yeah. did do that had some traction was I put in a section at the top of the newsletter called Coachable Moments. Ooh. And in that section, I will pull out just a it's it's a short. It's like a short, short version of a blog. It's because it's not even a blog. It's just, hey, last week in a coaching session with a client, here's something yeah. that happened, right? That becomes a, ooh, mm -hmm. you know, people like seriously, when I coach, I'm like, this is probably something everyone needs to hear that this person has this specific situation going on. Let me put that into the coachable moment section. And what happened was someone reached out and said, I want to talk to you about that exact coachable moment I put in there. Wow. What a quinky dink, right? It's interesting. When we share our stories, our prospects and our customers see themselves in our stories. Yep. And if it's for real and it's painful enough or it's harmful enough or it's interesting enough, they're like, hey, maybe you could fix that problem for me, eh? What do you think? Isn't that crazy? Anyway, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was my ramble. But I love company culture where they live the core values yeah. uh, and they know them. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with any of the things that Zappos.com does? Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, when Tony was there, right? So now they're yeah. Amazon, though. I, that would be my question, right? Do they still live those? I mean, Tony may rest in peace, right? His core values at Zappos were incredible. They were super strong. Yeah, well, I, I attended one of their culture camps back in 2016. Oh, cool. Back in 2016, I don't know how things are now. And I do still have some friends within there. But back then, I mean... It was cool because in their culture camp, you're literally on their campus for three days learning how they do things and shadowing employees. And they do. But at least in 2016, they did. that. They were yeah. really. And, and Tony Shea was really very intentional that when yeah. Amazon acquired them, he was very intentional of saying, we are not adapting to Amazon's way. We're going to keep our way of doing things. And I think that's why so many people don't realize that, that Zappos is owned by Amazon because they behave differently. Yeah. Well, and I think also because in some ways they even go head to head, right? As far as what they yeah. sell, because you can buy shoes on Amazon or shoes on Zappos. And they're cheaper on Amazon. And well, sometimes, right? They <laughs> yeah. just, well, it feels different, right? I mean, it depends. Um, you know, if you're someone who isn't sure your size, I'd absolutely go to Zappos. Right. Because if I'm in in between size, they're going to send me three yeah. pair and I'm going to try them on and I'm going to send back two and everybody's going to be happy. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting uh, about that because, yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that they're the same company.
Yeah, well, I think, you know, in some cases, Rosappos might be a little more expensive. I think the cost involved there is you're, you're actually paying for customer service because their number one core value is customer service, right? Like, give them the best customer experience. And uh, in observations of um, their call center, someone called in saying, you know, I didn't get the shoes that I ordered. And that that rep, you know, got on a computer, did her little, you know, search and said, hey, I found I found a pair for you, your color, your size. Sorry that they didn't arrive. Like the box, the box arrived, no shoes, something like that. Found another pair, sent her another pair with coupons for, you know, discount the next time. And she gets off the call and I said, I'm, this may be the Chicago in me. I'm like, all right, I need to know. Why did you believe her that there were no shoes in the box? That she would turn around and just send her another pair of shoes. She's like, it's not my, it's not my place to question it. Due to core value, yada yada yada. Yeah, wow. Huh? I was like, they. I mean, they. Those employees knew the core values by heart. Could tell you every single one by heart, and they lived and breathed customer service is my number one job. Awesome. That's awesome, right? I mean, that's, and uh, unfortunately, we disempower our employees from doing those things, right? We say, do the right thing. And then we push, 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 right? We try to, our customer says, you know what, Gina, I'm not going to be ready to buy for three months. Oh, can you pull, and your boss says, can you pull that into this month? Well, I probably can, but now I just lost all my credibility because I said, you can trust me. I said I was listening, but now I'm going to let's buy that in March instead of in July. Why? And then we and then we hammer them with the discount even worse. Right. Then we hammer them with the discount and make them feel really cheap and sleazy. Mm-hmm. And then we yeah. wonder why they're not why they don't refer any business to us. Well, I'm I'm happy with at sales gravy. We're, we're not into discounting. So that, that's a, that's the good piece of it. And yeah, no, I us either. Right. I, mean, I that's don't think great. we up. Op- we operate like that at all. And, you know, I just got off a call yesterday um, with a prospect that I've been nurturing. Oh God, seven, eight months. Like it's been a long time and they've just had so much volatility in their company because of their industry. And, you know, yesterday, but he never cancels his calls with me. I mean, I, I continue to schedule calls. He continues to keep them. He doesn't ever say, you know, I'll call you every time I say, let's schedule the next call. And on this one, he said, this is the newest issue, which I find very valid because I've been hearing a lot about problems with Salesforce implementation. And I'm not slamming you guys Salesforce. I'm just saying I've heard a lot of prospects and clients have shared with me that they've had some really horrendous implementations that have just knocked down the organization. And this prospect in particular has had an issue for several months and they have spent so much money on it and are trying to like get it fixed, but it's like all the time they've lost from it. Anyway, long story short, you know, he's like, can we talk? He's like, I'm thinking, third quarter is when we can make something happen. Can we talk in Q2? I'm like, great. How's June? Right. I mean, it's been yeah. a very long process, but I'm I'm not going to pressure him and do that. Right. Like what well, doesn't work. 
No, especially if their CRM is messed up right now, right? Like if their CRM is truly messed up, we're going to put them through sales training. And we, you know how salespeople are. They're they're already complaining that they've lost their tools. They can't get, they can't access their contacts. But let's put you through sales training now. By the way, your CRM's not working. Um, too bad. Just roll with this training, right? You know, you know what I mean. So it, it makes no yeah. sense for me to pressure them. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not. Yeah. It's it's not going to be effective, right? I mean, hopefully, we sell the transformation, not the sales training, right? I mean, we sell right. the changed behavior. Right. Right. That's the whole plan here. Right. Because you want them to add more value to their customers and prospects. So therefore, you can add more value to them. I mean, that's that's how we get paid. Right. If somebody we add a million dollars worth of value, hopefully they give us, you know, some fraction of that says, thank you very much. You've added a million dollars worth of value to me. Right. I mean, that should be how it works. Not just, hey, I paid you for an hour of time, which is no bueno. Yeah. So I'm so I'm excited about you going over to Bamboo. What's your primary focus going to be in enablement? Yeah. Lot, well, a lot of onboarding. We, we're we growing. So that's really fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And, and I think I'll spend a lot of time with the managers and sales leaders, right, to make sure that they're all on the same page, too, so that they can do a great job of coaching what we teach them in onboarding and ramping and uh, our other programs. Yeah. Cool. And are you still going to be doing... Um your other stuff because i know you've got a yeah some a right? lot of experience in the social media realm and things like that yeah i'll still do some i won't do as much i mean you know they 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 basically right they're paying for 40 to 60 hours a week of my time which is fine i love that right i, I love the fact that i'm on a team i love that you know the steady paycheck is wonderful the culture is great um so yeah but i'll still you know i'll still play some right but it'll be more you know it'll be more keynotes and and bigger bigger Good. scale type stuff instead of smaller scale um, coaching and probably, you know, one or two one-on-one coaching clients just to make sure, you know, I want to stay sharp. Hi, this is Jeb Blunt. There's a reason why thousands of sales professionals and top companies across the globe hone their sales skills at SalesGrave University. You see, SalesGrave University is different than most learning platforms. First, we have live courses taught in a virtual classroom by our master trainers that start almost every single day. And our e-learning platform is populated with hundreds of hours of sales training content produced by some of the top sales trainers in the world, including Gina's spontaneous selling course, which is worth checking out. Now, I've got some good news. If you've never taken a course on SalesGrave University, if you're a new user, you can take your very first course for free. That's any course on the platform, absolutely free. Just go to learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com or click the e-learning tab in the top menu at salesgravy.com, pick out your course, and when you check out, use coupon code FREECOURSE to get that course for free. That is free course to get your very first course for free. I hear you with that. You know, I staying sharp. I, I just got done performing in a show, a live theater show. And one of the reasons why I, I like doing that and I miss having my theater that shut down due, due to COVID is that being on stage on an actual theater stage keeps me really sharp at engaging an audience, reading an audience, presenting to an audience, uh, having to memorize lines and deliver them. Um, and master it. And, you know, I think we have to do those things that keep us sharp. Absolutely. I think that's, that's key, right? And any good organization knows their employee isn't theirs for every second of every day. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so having an employee who basically is going to do 
a lot of the good work that he or she does inside the organization outside, or maybe even elevated up, well, well, that's great, right? That's more value than that I can bring back, more examples I can bring back, yeah. more stories I can bring back, more credibility with the reps. Because a lot of times, unfortunately, right, so the sales trainers get a bad rap because maybe they they haven't sold before, they haven't sold in years, or they, you know, they, they couldn't sell if you made them. Well, I can still sell, right? I mean, that's that's helpful, right? Yeah. That that aids in the conversations all the time. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that is one thing that I'm super proud about, about Sales Gravy and what we do, right? All of our trainers sell. Yeah, awesome. We talk the talk and we walk the walk. We're not just training. Actually, there are days where I'm like, God, I wish I was, I wish I had more time to sell, but half the time I'm delivering and then trying to sell as well. Um, There's something about the high of selling, but we do both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. That's great. Yeah, I won't do any I won't do any full contact selling at work, but I'll certainly do it outside there. Yeah. Well, I um I love I was reading some of your profile on your website and Uh oh. <laughs> and I love um I love some of the things on here that, that were actually cracking me up a little bit. Um I'm a speaker, author, trainer, social media expert, technology geek, yeah. and a whole lot of other good things rolled into one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was a VP of IT, Gina. I know. I was like, I got to talk to you about this because, you know, your personality um, and the way you portray yourself and your brand, right, is is out there. And and I mean that in a good way, like it's Mm -hmm. vivacious and bold, which is how you describe yourself. And then I'm like, he's an IT geek. Yeah. Well, I I love the play. Right. I love the play with tech, right? So I think about my phone, right? I, I've got, I don't know, six, 800 apps on my phone. I want to play with them, right? I want to see what there's there. Because honestly, though, but it's not just for the app's sake. I, I, they need to help me. They need to help you, right? Yeah. Like I, but I love to play with them. And I'm fortunate that I can translate that into English. So you can actually use it, right? My, my pocket productivity program is super popular. And folks love the fact that I can take, you know, I can give you 25 apps in 50 minutes and tell you how to use them. Dang. Right. That's yeah, that's fun. Right. So I like, for instance, are you using Otter? Otter.ai? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So a lot of people don't. Right. But that's one of my favorite tools. I love it for the meeting feature. Right. If we're meeting face to face, I'll put it in the middle of the table. It'll record both sides, transcribe it in real time. And if you, we have a calendar invite, it'll prompt me when I'm done. Hey, would you like to share this with Gina Tomarco? I'm like, absolutely. I would. I and didn't we, know it did that. See? Yeah. What? Yes, ma'am. Mm hmm. Yep. I finally like, I finally like, I'm like, fine, I'm going to pay for it. I have the paid version finally. Yeah. Because what I, but I, I, you probably could help me do it better, but I do use it now for, well, obviously for, for, for podcasts, right? Because I actually will, if I thought, Ooh, there was some really good content in there that I delivered personally or things I said, maybe, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially if we're doing an episode without a guest, I'll transcribe it from Otter and then give it to the person who writes my blogs and say, here you go. Here you go. Write my next blog. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, for sure. Right. That's a great way to do it. The meeting feature is awesome as well. Anytime I'm on somebody else's show, a lot of times I'll grab that. I'll take that. I'll put that up. Right. Or, or like if I'm driving, I don't want to be typing. So instead I'll just turn Otter on, I'll put on my earpiece and I'll talk. Oh man. And then I'll save it. Right. Two, four, six minute piece. Right. Even if it's, you know, even if it's just a simple list, I mean, how did I not know this about Otter? Now I got like, there's an Otter app. 
Yes, there is. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I love Otter. It's a great tool. And if you get the enterprise version of Zoom, it's built in. See, this is what I do, though, right? This this is the tech geek in me. This is where I can make it useful for you. It's not tech for tech's sake. It's, hey, what do you do? What do you need to do? And I can teach you a little more. Oh, my gosh. This was so worth this whole podcast. You (laughs) just taught me something brand new. There you go. Speaking of which, have you heard Ben Rector's song, Brand New? One of my favorite songs. No. Great. Yeah. You got to listen to it. Sorry. Got off topic there. But if you get a chance, I'm not kidding you. Ben Rector, my favorite, favorite musician. Okay. He's great. Brand new. Brand new rocks my world. He, uh, instead of paying for a big studio, he brought like 10 or 15 people to come to Six Flags with him. And they recorded all day and created this beautiful video. It's oh, so cool. cool. Love it. One of my favorites. My two takeaways from today. So um, there you go. Pick my brain or borrow my glasses. I love that. So for those listening, yeah. so this is on on Phil's website. Pick my brain or borrow my glasses. I've been online since before Al Gore discovered the internet. What in the world? Okay, so let's <laughs> rewind, right? So in 1992, <laughs> I'm from Crivitz, Wisconsin, population 996. Even before that, I was using the Bank Street Writer, where in the world is Carmen San Diego, on the Oregon Trail, right? All of this. So I graduated high school. I went in the Navy, and I had an email address in 1992. That was my job. I delivered email by hand. I worked for the National Security Agency and the Navy. So yeah, so I was a human distribution list for four years. Wow. That is because yeah, we had one terminal. Yeah, we had one terminal for the whole building. So it's my job to read the messages. Hey, here's one for Gina. Here's one for Jeb. Here's one for Phil. Here's one for all of us, right? So yeah, it was fun. You're like that guy back in the day when they would uh, they would deliver the telegrams. Right. Tell Phil, how are you? <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, originally I was, um, before you uh, started telling me about Bamboo and that you moved over there, one of the things I wanted to at least hit on is your experience in social media and maybe get a couple nuggets out of you. Uh, I'm going to try to pull up where I saw some of these things on your website. A couple nuggets that we can give our listeners as some something that they can maybe be doing better, implementing better, um, you know, looking at your site and the co- some of the coaching that you do provide, things that you help entrepreneurs and solopreneurs with or looking at their branding, confirming their positioning, establishing mm-hmm. a process for sending inquiries, setting up social media accounts, using social research, um, things like that, crafting messages for emails, maybe one one to three bullet points of things that people could be doing a little bit better. Sure. So I'm going to give you some stuff that's actually going to help you stand out because all that stuff is good, right? I think you got to get dressed before you get busy. That's your profile. That's your branding, right? Super, mm-hmm. super important. I absolutely believe that. But here, here we go. So first, I want to encourage folks to get the heck off your own profile and go make some comments. Add 50 cents a week to your network. So 50 cents is 25 comments times two cents, right? Can make that work. So get off. That's five a day, every day during the week. Just go leave five comments, but not just, hey, Gina, nice post. No, but like, hey, Gina, I read your post and it made me think about this. Hey, Gina, I read your post. Have you considered this? So that's one, right? Really important. 50 cents a week. Do that. It's going to change your game. Plus, it'll raise you up in the algorithm. Because yep. activity begets activity in social media, whether you're talking, whether I'm talking LinkedIn, I'm talking Twitter, or I'm talking Instagram, even Facebook, right? Activity begets activity. 
if I'm interested in you, you're going to show up to me. And if you get interested back, and hopefully they are, because I left a thoughtful comment, or we had a private exchange, I'm going to show up better. So that's that's one. Two, I want you to put your birthday on social media. Like every platform, put your birthday. When it is, you don't have to put the year. Maybe you can, but I would put it. I know people are going to say, I'm going to get privacy hacked. Here's the thing. It's already out there. It's already on the dark web. So just get over it. But put it out there. And here's why. When it's your birthday, people get a a prompt that says, it's Bill Gerbyshack's birthday. Mm -hmm. And that's cool, right? And I I like that. But here's what most people do with that. They comment, they leave a message like HBD, right? Happy birthday, which is no BFD, which is, you know, a big freaking deal. It's not. (laughs) So stop that. Instead, especially for your best connections. Now, these could be people that you want to work with. They could be people you do work with, or they could be your referral sources. Pick up the phone or record a video and message them. Now, I would encourage you to pick up the phone because I want this two-way dialogue. And it sounds something like this. Hey, Gina, I see it's your birthday. LinkedIn tells me it's your birthday. What are you doing for your birthday? And you might say, well, uh, I'm not doing anything, right? But uh, I'm hoping I'm on the road. I'm traveling. But I'm hoping I get, you know, what's your favorite dessert? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I like a lot of desserts. Okay, so chocolate cake, right? (laughs) So let's say Gina says chocolate cake, right? And I know that you're going to be in Greenville, South Carolina, right? Because you tell me that. And I quickly do a Yelp search or a Google search and find the best place for chocolate cake in Greenville. And I share that with you. And then I wish you a good day. I don't talk about business. This is key. This is where most salespeople get it wrong. They yak and they talk about, stop. Just wish her happy birthday and wish find some chocolate cake for her because she hasn't been in Greenville before. Fantastic. Okay. Now, a week later, here's where the gold is. Gina, how, how was that chocolate cake at Sal's Cafe? And you're like, oh, dude, holy crap. I can't believe you found that place. It was amazing, right? I loved it. It was great. I said, awesome. Awesome. So you going back there? Nope. So what were you doing there? And now I can slide into a business conversation. Really simple. It. So that's two. Uh, the third one that I would say is whatever is the hardest thing for you to do on social media, that's the thing you need to do the most of. So for some, it is recording video. Now I'll tell you, it has never been easier to record a video. Never been easier, right? I mean, you know, our friends at at Vidyard do a great job. Uh, You can get clicks and links and stats and all that stuff. But if you want, like, just hold your phone up and send them a text or, Send them an email that says, hey, Gene, I was thinking about you. But add some value, right? If it moves the sale along, then it's valuable, right? If it moves the conversation along, then it's value, right? Because value equals progress. And I believe in value over volume all day long. I don't want to send a 1,000 emails today. I want to be valuable to 10 people. So those are my big three. I love those. Those are three amazing nuggets that people can take and do something with. I love value over volume. Yeah. Oh, and the second point. uh, So I said, right, get dressed before you get busy. I forgot the name of the second point. And that is connection starts with happy birthday. That's the second point. And then, yeah, value over volume would be the third one. Ooh, so much good stuff. Thanks. I kind of do this a little bit, right? I mean, this is my passion. I love this. I'm not, you know, I'm, I got a class that's going through onboarding right now. Right. I still have coaching clients. I, I'm working my booty off and I love talking sales. Like it's my passion because I love to serve. Right. I believe in service over sales all day. Amen. If I can add value to you. Right. If I can service over yeah. sales all darn day, because if I'm of, of use to you, if I'm useful, 
well, eventually, if there's an opportunity, you're going to be like your person was, well, what do you do, Gene? I want to work with you, but I have no idea what you do. And that's okay, right? I've gotten plenty of referrals. Hey, Phil, I don't know what the heck you do, man, but this person says they need you know, business coaching. Well, yeah. now I can do the discovery. I don't need you to qualify for me. I mean, I'm great if you will, but I really, I just want an introduction. And if it sounds like something I could add value to, I don't care if I even close you, right? I want to work with you. And of course, right? I, of course, I need money. Let's, right? I'm not independently wealthy, but I really get a charge out of adding value to people's lives. Well, and I think that kind of, that that resonates, right? And that comes through. And this is the difference between, like you said, it's, it's service over sales. Uh, I, I talk about this all the time that I avoided being in sales per se for a really long time, but I kept being, people kept trying to recruit me to sell. And I'm like, I'm not a salesperson. I kept saying that. And finally I'm like, if one more person, I'm like, why do people keep putting me in this box? And I finally realized, and I kept, I started asking, I'm like, why do you think I should be selling? And they're like, you're just, you're just your personality and how you make me feel when I talk to you. And I could be at a networking event and some guy asked me, okay, all right, can I have your card? What are you selling? I want to buy it. I'm like, I'm right. not selling anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yep. I think there's yeah. something about people, you know, and Jeb, Jeb's written the book on it. People buy you. Yeah. That's it. People buy you and how you show up. And people don't want to be sold to. People want to buy for their reasons, not yours. And if you just show up authentically and not try to sell, you're going to end up selling. Just listen, right? Ask questions. Be intensely curious all the time. Hey, yes. Oh my, I'm like a child. Um, I had I had an improv teacher tell me that that I was very childlike, not childish, but childlike. Yeah. And I think that really does come down to and he, he told me this I was in college that that I should never lose it. And I always remembered that because I didn't really understand it then the way I understand it now. And it's it's about being curious. It's always being curious and asking questions, but truly wanting to know, right? That's why this podcast is so free flow. I would just rather be like, ooh, tell me more about that because I get excited about it. That genuineness works, right? Yeah. That's a huge connector. It's not a box we check. Let's be clear, right? Most salespeople think, you know what? If I had the silver bullet, if I could just check these seven boxes, I could close the deal. That's not true. If there were seven boxes, we wouldn't need you. Exactly. Right? Like, come on. Like, if it was that simple, I just marketing can send out a 13 email sequence and the last one says, marry me. Right? I mean, that's it. That No, that doesn't freaking work. <laughs> right? I don't care how much information buyers get. Right? I mean, whatever. 50%, 70 I don't care. They can get 98% of it. They still need help. If you're helpful and if you're a jackass, they don't need you at all. Yeah. That's the big miss, right? Like they, they don't need, okay, so hold on. So, ah, uh, you know, let, let me share this webinar that's already been shared 31 times and you watched, but you didn't really, cause it was stupid. And all it did was talk about us and, oh, hold on. Is my mic on? Hey, hold on. Can you see my slides? Shut up. Like, shut up. Ugh. Oh my gosh. We could go on forever and ever. Well, I hope to come visit you sometime soon. Yes. Um, and I, I do have a couple clients there in Florida, so I promise I will come visit you. And um, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to connect with you? LinkedIn is probably the best way. You know, you find me out there. You go to LinkedIn, 
and you search Gerbyshak, G-E-R-B-Y-S-H-A-K. Just find me. You'll see me and you'll see my brother, Paul. I think my cousin Brock is online and maybe Joseph and and Thomas as well, but I'm the one that has the 14,000 connections. So that'd be me. (laughs) And the white glasses. And the white and uh, your information will be in the show notes. So for people yeah. who go look at our show notes, which uh, you can do in anywhere where you get uh, your podcast or on our website at womenyourmotherwarnsyoubout.com, you'll find the show notes there where you'll be able to find Phil and connect with him and chit chat with him and do whatever it yeah. is you want to do with him. You'll find for him sure. there. Uh, it was so awesome having you here today. I love these conversations with you. Let's keep doing more of them. Congratulations on the new gig. Thank you. Yeah, it's super exciting. I, I got to tell you, you know, there is something energizing about working with other people who get yes. it right. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, that's why you and I get along so well, right? Because, you know, you're list, you're curious, you're listening, you're paying attention, and then you ask a question to help me go deeper. And then you say, well, what about this? Right. And we sharpen each other. So yeah. I, I think. That's why I love the the place at, at Bamboo. It's only been a couple of weeks, right? But it's it's freaking amazing. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. And for those of you out there that, especially because we're in this new, not new, but if you're working from home or you're not around a lot of people all day, um, I'm I'm huge into play and creativity and all those things because all of that as well sharpens our curiosity and our imagination, which makes us better salespeople and especially collaboration, right? So play has so much to do with collaborating and play. Find a way to play, whether it is, um, you know, like what I love about my podcast is that I get to play. Like I get other people to talk to. Um, Even though I work for Sales Gravy, I'm not in an office with them every day playing but I do reach out to my coworkers and chit chat with them. Like we're at the water cooler uh, because I need that connection. And I try to go to the office once a month to spend time with them. So there are all kinds of ways that we can get out there and connect. Uh, and I know this is a shameless plug for sales gravy, but Hey, that's my job. Uh, sales gravy university. I, I genuinely feel so passionate about is an opportunity not just to learn but to connect with other salespeople who are taking courses because they want to get better and I love to like make love connections that way like I make them in their classes connect with each other I'm like okay get in the chat share your LinkedIn come on know each other and a lot of them have created friends that way so get out there connect um, thanks to Sales Graver for uh, sponsoring this show and thanks to our Warners for listening with my buddy, Phil. And for more information about Women Your Mother Warns You About, go to our website, womenyourmotherwarnsyouabout.com. You'll find all of our social medias there. Sorry, my co-host, my British co-host, Susanna, could not be here today. She's a little under the weather. And I'd love to know the English version of that phrase. I'm sure she'll teach me on the next episode. So sorry you've missed this week's um, What's the English Word Gina's Gonna Learn? segment (laughs) so all right warners thanks for listening hey phil thanks to you we are out of here bye warners can you see my slides (laughs) shut up like shut up